0: So come on, you Vixens, big game ahead.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Bristol City Vixencast, a podcast all about Bristol City women. I'm Shahan Mir, joined today by DM Withers and Natalie Brown. Uh, We are recording this during the international break, and as such, today's episode is a little bit different. We will be dis- discussing Bristol news and so on in our next regular episode. However, because it is the international break, as we are recording this, we are joined by three very special guests today. All the way from Australia are Rose Valente, Christina Trajeska, and Michelle Morris from the Ladies League. Hi.
0: Hi. <laughs> And also we have an, an even more amazing special guest who's coming in a bit later. Don't forget, don't forget that person.
1: Yes, of course. The current vixen and Matilda's International Ella, the Maestro Maestro Antonio, will be joining us in this episode.
0: So thank you very much to the Ladies League for, for setting setting that up and for joining us and for, well, we're, you know, doing this together. And it's yeah, it's amazing. Amazing to meet you.
2: Yeah, and thank you for thank you for having us. Um it's always good to chat to people over in <laughs> So we're being we're being a bit rowdy on our end here. Um if you're not familiar with our work, we can be a little chaotic. Um, Extremely chaotic, not a little. <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah, we're here, we're here to bring a bit of fun and hopefully uh chat about some good football.
1: Sure thing. Uh just uh so whereabouts in Australia are you joining uh, us from today? Uh
3: so we're in Sydney. The greatest city in Australia. Don't listen to what anyone else says. Sydney is the best.
1: Fair enough. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'd I'd love to go one day. um... No one's ever told me anything
4: other than that.
1: And just so we know the time difference, uh, as we are recording this, it's just gone 9.05 in the morning, UK time. What time is it there in Sydney?
2: Uh, so it's 8.05 pm, and we have had a few beverageinos and have been out on a 40 degree day today. So we all have to bear with us.
1: No worries. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're not under any lockdown at the moment in Sydney or in the New South Wales area?
2: Uh, thankfully, New South Wales is pretty okay. Um, Australia's doing pretty well. Melbourne just came out of their lockdown not too long ago and there's a bit of hit and mists around the country. Um, but, yeah, thankfully, Sydney has been pretty good. So, um, yeah, we're quite fortunate. we just got to stay safe and stay smart, but we can still go and do things as long as we're smart about it.
1: Sure thing. That's fine. I mean, we're, we're in England. Um, we're still in our um, current lockdown. We're due to come out of it next week, but regions will go into different settings or tiers and so on um so i'm i'm in my house and dm and nato in their house even though we only live like down the road from each other um yeah so obviously um you ladies are part of the ladies league um can you just tell us how about how that all started
2: Well, (laughs) (laughs) well pretty much so we've always so podcast is only very new for us so we normally um do a league and w league which is the um, men's and women's top tier league here in Australia and given so many Aussies went over to the WSL uh, we decided to start doing a podcast because um, we normally write articles we do videos as well on um, our YouTube channel TLL TV uh, we make documentaries we hope well we've made one so far we want to make more, um, but obviously COVID, so we're battling to do that. Um, but, yeah, so normally it's just about the Australian leagues, uh, so we just thought, oh, well, you know, tons of Aussies are over there in the WSL. Um, let's start doing, you know, a podcast about the WSL uh, mainly, it just kind of covering what the Aussies are up to overseas. Uh, and, yeah, so we just sort of talk about different things. It's just a fortnightly because we're sort of we're still kind of I guess we're still kind of trying to figure ourselves out at the at this point. So just fortnightly, and just yeah, keep people updated what mainly the Aussies are up to, really.
0: Just can you tell us about the women's game in Australia from a fan's perspective? Like, what's it what's it like going to the games and 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 things like that? Go on, Michelle. <laughs> oh, look, there's a lot to say. Um, I I enjoy going to the games. I
3: love going to the women's games. I think it's fun. You know, it's good good quality. You know. For what we have, I think it's very entertaining. Um, I think, for me personally, I'm very big on active support, and um, I'm always uh, at the men's games singing and jumping, and you know, being part of the active. And you know, the mentality of it's not about the game; it's about supporting your team. Um, And so going to a women's game, it's very different. It's a very family-friendly atmosphere and there's no swearing, there's no yelling, there's none of that. So sometimes it gets a bit frustrating to go to the games because I can't uh, yell at the opposition team and say what I really feel about them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you'd you'd struggle in 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 Britain as well. Um, it's very, very still very fa- family friendly here as well. Very so. reserved, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: We we got some press passes to a game recently, and we were told to like not swear or even not, like say anything yeah. basically. Well, was, we weren't like, allowed. That
0: was different, yeah. wasn't it? It was just well.
4: like you had to wear a mask, and we were just just sat in our chairs, just like I can't
0: physically
4: do that. Yeah, it was it was really hard going, really hard going wow. to just not say anything. Uh, we were just like just talking to ourselves the whole time under our breath. Just um, oh my god, yeah, it was it was painful. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back and being able to have a good
0: in normal times though. We're pretty good, boisterous, aren't we? We're quite at, boisterous. At games. We have a good sing, don't we, Shahan? We, yes,
1: we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Our usually, the, this time of the year, we do our twelve days of vixens Christmas song, but this year, yeah. obviously, we we need to think of new lyrics for this year. Because well, obviously do. there's new players.
4: Update the squad list, don't you?
1: Sure. Yeah,
0: it's true. Um. Yeah. And maybe if we manage to get get that going over social media, perhaps you guys can join in um, yeah, in sure. Australia. Absolutely.
4: Would really? do to I would do anything for Chloe Legazo.
0: She really?
3: I would do anything for Chloe Legazo. So I'm all in.
0: Okay, well she's good because she's number six, so she would be, you know, six. Chloe Lagarde. You know, you know the song, the Twelve Days of Christmas.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, you have that in Australia, so you you do it with the, like the Twelve Days of Vixens, and then so every year six. Chloe Lagarde. Um, although we don't have a seven now, do we? Or do we? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's not get into
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll
0: figure it out. So, um, <laughs> so, how do you think? How do you feel? Chloe's been doing because that's a, uh, you know, she's. Uh, it's been interesting to watch her play. So, what, what what's your um, experience of watching Chloe for Bristol?
3: I mean, it's been weird, mostly because she played at Sydney FC, which is the club that I um, would die for, She's got and a I've got a Sydney FC tattoo, um, and I, I I got a phone with her at a last Sydney FC game, but I had no idea that was going to be her last Sydney FC game, and I was heartbroken. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's so different because Sydney has always been a bit of a powerhouse team, you know. They've always been, you know, number one, well, maybe not number one, but they've always been up there and you know, I think it's a bit of a a wake-up call for her that you know, you're no longer the the big fish and it's time to really prove yourself and you know, you're playing with a different team, you're playing different uh atmosphere in a different country like yeah it's just um it's been different but I think she's still trying to find her feet in in the game
1: yeah and of course uh this week marks the seventh anniversary of of Chloe Legazzo making her Matilda's debut uh because she yeah it, it, as it was revealed this week um in the two-nil win against China in, in 24th November t- 2013 so yeah that's me oh, yeah. doing my research here. <laughs> um <laughs> I was going to ask, um, from an international point of view, how does it feel following the WSL? Considering the massive time difference, like does that affect you? Like, would you be able to watch games live, or do you have to wait until like the following Monday or some or so on to catch up on them?
5: I, we, we're used to it by now. Like Australia is just known for watching every single
2: game, and like between midnight and five AM, we are just we are bred to wake up at that time and just watch it. Now I don't know. It's just something. It's doesn't feel the same when you watch it on replay like thankfully uh, we watch it on Opta Sport so they do um like mini mini matches which is really cool um if you want to watch heaps of different matches or you want to see how a lot of them gone so they'll be like roughly 25 minutes depending on like how much action 24 was minutes. 24 minutes sorry it was specifically 24 minutes Stop. um and yeah so like the it's really good to catch up on that stuff but generally if it's a team you support a player you support or you want to watch it's you you stay up and you watch it live which is why i personally don't watch many michelle watches a fair few i think chrissy watches a fair few but i um i like sleep so <laughs> different types of football fans in in australia you've got a few like me and then you've got a few like michelle and chrissy <laughs>
1: I mean, so, you, mentioned, you mentioned Optus Sport there. Um, they have done they do excellent WSL coverage from what we can tell. Um, they've done a few features of Bristol City as well, features which the UK broadcasters such as BFC Sport and BT Sport might not probably do. Uh, there's one instance last year where Optus Sport were at Bristol City's training ground and got to watch a training session and where the manager, Tanya Oxaby, did her famous quote, do you want to effing win on Sunday. Again, I'm using censorship here because it got bleeped in in the final interview. Um, Yeah, do you think Optusport are doing great coverage um, of the WSL and women's football in general?
0: Yeah. What do you think you could Um, do better?
2: better.
1: (laughs) Oh, I could do it. We could do so much better. Absolutely.
2: We could do everything better than everyone, let's be honest.
3: But if Optusport wants to give us a job, I won't say no.
5: But
2: yeah, no, it has... Sport are doing good. They're only new in Australia with, um, with football coverage. Like when I say new, I mean only probably like a few years old. Um, we're more so used to Fox Sports. And then, yeah, Sport they kind of took, um, took EPL and then they took World Cup and then, yeah, since then and then their Women's World Cup and they've just been slowly taking over um, the football landscape here in Australia. Um, so it's really good. Initially they weren't playing every WSL game. It was just like – you know, your Aussies, like lots of Arsenal games because obviously there's so many Aussies in the team. Um, so it was kind of more like the more popular games. Um, but thankfully now they're playing all WSL games, which is very handy so that we didn't have to get a VPN and play around on the on the FA player. So at least now we can actually, yeah, watch all the games, which is really awesome. Um, but they're doing a great job. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's great coverage and, well, you know, it's just the direct um, link from you know same commentary everything's the same um like as i guess what you guys would watch because isn't it bt or something that they use i, I can't remember Not a i don't really know but whatever it is it's good it's like okay cool like it doesn't need to be anything fancy just let us watch the game like to be able to watch you know the wsl international women's football beautiful
1: earlier this year when it was announced that many matildas were joining wsl teams uh it was dubbed at the time, like, the Australian invasion. Now there are quite a few Matildas or Australian players who play in the WSL, uh, or the fact that most of them seem to be based in Europe. Do you feel it could be better for the uh, for the uh, Australian national team uh, or in terms of, like, the players getting regular gaming times and so on?
3: Yes, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I am so glad they do not play in the United States anymore. So I am weird. so glad that they are playing in Europe. Um, that's not to say that the United States has a bad competition. I just think you can only play in one competition for so long before it's just the same thing over and over again. Um, and I think the the way that the W League here had it this, uh, like, connection, this relationship with the NWSL in the United States, it made our own league here seem like second class and I really, really didn't like that. And I just thought, you know, we want to be, if we want to have our own league be the best that it can be, like why are we catering to this league overseas? So I guess, you know, yes, it sucks that they have gone overseas because now we've just lost a lot of players for our home league, but it's good that they'll be getting new experiences. And also they'll be playing in winter for the first time. Like they haven't played in winter for probably for years because you know, we have the W League that plays in the summer and then they go over to the US, which is then in their summer over there. So it's just um, a very different environment for them. And I think it can only be uh, a positive situation.
1: Oh, so thank you for mentioning the seasons there. Um, when I was doing my research, I saw that the new W League season starts on the 27th of December, which was referred to on the website as the first summer start, which from again, from the Northern Hemisphere point of view, that threw me off a little bit, but...
2: Oh, don't, uh, don't get us started. Don't get us started on summer. Starting <laughs> December, December. through it's, it's holiday season, it's hot. there's there's 4:30 PM games. Join even. Don't get us started because we'll be there we'll <laughs> No worries
1: then. Um. Obviously, you mentioned earlier about the time different. Uh, the time differences and so on. Um, will you be looking forward? Actually, how will you feel about the the Women's World Cup finally coming to Australia and New Zealand in 2023? Uh,
2: Price we <laughs> we have no words. Like we are absolutely just. We we don't sleep when the World Cup's on. Like we really don't. Like I think I was like having half hour naps between games or something, and then going to work on like a couple of hours sleep. Like that's the month, you know. It doesn't you know both men's World Cup and women's World Cup. That's like what it's like for us. The so. last
3: World Cup was also the same time as the Copa America, so I think I slept maybe one hour or something in one day and then I slept through my alarm and then I was yeah. late to work and it was a whole thing and I was very stressed out but when we got the announcement that we had won the bid for the World Cup I think I got about four hours sleep and I went to work and I ran up to a co-worker and I hugged him and I said we've got the World Cup and he was very confused and very worried about yeah. my mental health but <laughs> it doesn't
2: matter. Yeah it's so unbelievably exciting. Like, we are, we are so pumped. We're already, um, you know, telling, like, every Tom, Dick and Harry that's like, right. you need to have a bed available yeah. for us because we know that, you know, flights are, you know, inter- interstate flights are going to go up. So, we're, yeah, mm-hmm. everyone has to have, like, a location for I us.
0: genuinely don't shut
5: up about it. Like, my co-workers have honestly, they're, they're sick of me walking through the door because they know I'm just going to talk about football, especially the World Cup. They I <laughs> don't get many shifts anymore. <laughs>
2: Sorry,
5: I have to click like, the crime. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs>
0: there go. How are you doing, Ella? You alright? I'm alright. How are you guys? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks
4: for coming.
0: We're we truly honoured. You're actually the first uh, current Bristol player ever to be on <clears throat> the podcast. So you're, you know, you've got a special, a special place. Everybody else oh. has said no
4: for <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> well, I'm no, honoured, so thank you. About us, but yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> very good of you. Thank you. Um, DM's wearing a purple
5: and lime. I am in yeah. your honour today. Yeah. So, yeah, and I yeah. recognise the, um, the flurry collar, so
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice shirt, isn't it? It's. A, are, are you, do you like wearing it? It's
5: uh, <laughs> different. Um, but yeah, I think I get used to it now, so it's not too bad.
0: Do, do the ladies' league want to say anything to you? i not
5: girls. Feels do good accent.
0: okay um yeah so we just got some questions um about how you got involved in football so just first you know when you were when you were a small ella like running around um trying to find a ball to play with how did how did that happen
5: yeah um i think mainly first my brother started playing so and he's a couple years older than me so this standard cliche you know you've just got to follow and do what your siblings are doing so um and then yeah my dad's always had the football on and kind of football mad since since the beginning, so I just started training with his team with all the boys, and I think I just fell in love with it from there. So I started when I was about five, and here I am today. So it's been a long journey.
0: <laughs> and did you have any particular mentors when you were developing as a as a young player? Yeah, I
5: think I think, I think the first few coaches I had at my local club um, Phoenix Park they were called. Um, I think they kind of really built the foundation for the kind of player I am. So I'm actually quite lucky because, you know, some people have coaches who may not know exactly what they're talking about, but I think I've been really lucky with um, all the coaches that I grew up having. So I have to thank them for um, making me fall in love with the ball and enjoy having it.
1: (laughs) You look at your career history. um, I can't can't ever say that you did go back and forth between Perth Glory and Melbourne Victory quite a few times. Uh, Mm. Was that just because you had like a change of heart uh, uh, moving back to those clubs during (laughs) your career? And then I'm guessing, yeah, how, how was your career in Australia? And is it different now? And how does it compare to now playing outside of Australia for the first time?
5: Yeah, I think the switcheroo between Perth and Melbourne, I'm originally obviously from Perth, so I think I had my first season in Melbourne, I was I think just turned 18, so 17, 18, so I think I got a little bit homesick, and um, so I was like, oh, I'll go home for for another season, but it wasn't really enjoyable, to be honest, so that's why I, I think I went back to Melbourne victory, um, Melbourne's a huge club in Australia, and I think they were professionally ahead of the game um, back then over the few years, so yeah, I've always enjoyed my time at Victory. Um, Perth's been great as well. But I think for me to go outside of my comfort zone, away from my family, I think you tend to sometimes focus more on football a lot more, even though I already do, obviously, but because it's all you do basically there. Um, and, yeah, so basically that's that's why. And, yeah, my journey up until now basically, um, I was at Western Sydney Wanderers last year. Chrissy represent. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that was honestly one of my favourite seasons. So, um, in the W League, obviously, our seasons are quite short. So I think um, a lot of the players you'd see now that are all heading to Europe for the full-time professional kind of uh, year-round leagues. And um, obviously, WSL is probably the biggest league in the world right now. So it was
1: kind of a no-brainer for me. I read that uh, you got the nickname The Maestro while you were at Western Sydney Wanderers last season. Um, is that a nickname that's come to you, uh, to Bristol? Do people call you The Maestro?
5: Um, I don't think... Yeah. A couple people have, but it hasn't really um, caught on. I don't think as much as uh, back home. So um, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And, Yeah, it,
0: yeah. we definitely call you the, the Moistros. Oh, do you?
5: Yeah, I think I've seen it a couple of times on Twitter and stuff. So I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> don't they call you Matilda over there?
5: <laughs> they actually have. My housemate, yeah, we've taken with me a few times. So I think my name's now Matilda. So oh well, I, I enjoyed that too. Whatever. As long as it's positive, I don't care. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I always ask really serious questions, so apologies about this, but I just um wonder about any <laughs> any challenges that you've had to overcome in becoming a professional women's footballer.
5: Yeah, um, of course there's always challenges. You know, you have to be pretty lucky to have a smooth kind of road to, to where you are in professional football or sport. But um Obviously, like I said before, changing homes or changing states, changing um, countries—you know—that's obviously a huge one. Um, being away from friends and family is not really that fun, but if it's towards to get towards your dream, like it has to be done. Um, and I think mentally, I've struggled a lot throughout the years as well um, with confidence, you know, self-belief, and um, you know, anxiety and stuff like that. So that's kind of been a challenge as well, um, and that's been with me since I was young. So, and I'm sure a lot of other people. Kind of um face the same battles as well um you know because it is at the end of the day it is quite a stressful situation really but you just try to enjoy it while you can because football careers don't go forever so yeah just trying to enjoy it and since being over here it's been a great challenge
0: i think it's interesting what you say about um anxiety because i think when when you when you play on the, watching you play on the pitch you look really comfortable i think you look kind of like you belong on the football pitch out of uh, you know, I suppose last season we we didn't really have any. Well, we did have midfielders, but our our midfield was pretty decimated throughout the uh, the whole of the season. So so when you when you came along and sort of plopped on the pitch, I was like, "There's a there's a proper midfielder who looks comfortable on the pitch." You know, you look absolutely like you you should be doing that.
5: Thank you. <laughs>
0: But how did how did you how did you overcome those challenges, um, particularly? Yeah,
5: it's hard. It's hard
0: without like without it being a therapy session. Yeah,
5: no, it's, it's hard because I think um, you have to have a really strong kind of circle around you, um, so people you can talk to, because that's the most important thing. You know, to keep things bottled up, I don't think is um, it's not very helpful at all. So I am lucky; I have a very great support network with family, friends teammates you know what I mean so I think finding talking to people about it is quite helpful but sometimes you do feel so alone so I encourage people you know to always seek help because you know I see a psychologist now to this day so and I'm grateful for that because yeah like I said being on the other side of the world right now I'm in a pandemic time difference you can't talk to people back home um you know whenever you want really after a certain time so yeah it's tough but um yeah mentally you have to be quite strong
0: Mm. No, I certainly admire, um, you know, the professionalism and, you know, the courage of you all like coming over here during this time, because it's, it's really, really hard. It's a really, really hard time in the history mm. of the world. And, you know, for you to do that and um, within these completely mental work conditions, mm. it's uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I think one of the things that's really interesting in terms of your place in the team because of your age and your experience is that you're actually I imagine more of a mentor figure because of your your age. Because um, even though you're not really old, and um, we were we were joking this morning saying you're like the old lady of the team, really, in Bristol.
5: I am. It's embarrassing. I can't believe
0: it. Do, do you find people like being, you know, you being a mentor to the younger players now?
5: Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I don't really think about it to be honest, because I still think I'm their age, even though I look at it as like, oh no, wow, I'm actually quite a little bit older. So. I try not to let the whole age thing um, get to me in that way and I think sometimes if I think of things that way I sometimes maybe act different without knowing so I try not to let that go but yeah I always try to give advice at training Um, if there's little things that people can work on or um, if I notice things that um, need improving or some people might need help with like I'm always happy um, to get my voice out there or whatever and yeah I make sure that I have always talked to the young girls and stuff because I know how daunting it is and I feel like the environment over here is pretty cutthroat, <laughs> so um, you know if you're a young player coming in, I could, I could see it's quite daunting. So I try to make just people feel comfortable as much as I can.
0: What do you what do you mean by that? The cutthroat environment.
5: Well, obviously, you know it's it's the best league in the world, and um, you know everyone's wants to be in your shoes basically. So, and obviously to get on the pitch uh, every weekend, you know you've got to be you know showing up at training every day and um I think sometimes um what's the word yeah it's just quite it's just to me anyway it's quite cutthroat so maybe it's because I'm from a different culture and back in Australia everyone's more kind of laid back but um you get a mix of people being either very jokey very serious which is good I think because
1: you need that mix um I try to be a bit of both but yeah (laughs) it's enjoyable Obviously, we're joined today by the the ladies' league. Uh, how do you feel women's football in Australia as well as in England, uh, where we are now? How do you feel like the profile is growing, uh, like the fan? Ba- uh, how do you feel the, the fan base is growing as well?
5: Yeah, those girls, I love them. Like honestly, they're like probably one of my favourite um, <laughs> groups, especially leading for women's football as well. And in the, in general, Australian football, women's football is growing massively. So it's a really exciting time. Obviously, the W League. Um, a lot of the older and mature players have now left. So I think it's now giving a chance for the young players, the next generation to come through and really show what they can do and get that exposure and experience in the top league um, at an earlier age, which is which is only going to be beneficial. But, um, yeah, the people like the women's game, uh, the ladies' league, they're doing amazing work. So I'm actually excited and to see how far they can go because I think they're going to go far and going to be on the big platforms quite soon. So, yeah, it's all down to, to guys like you, you know, even you guys, what you do over here. Um, we all need that because, obviously, yeah, individual cl- clubs are great being on the big stage all together, but we need the kind of small ones to to help push push it up. So you're all doing amazing work. Oh, thank you, Ella. We love our fans. We love our fans. <laughs> I'm telling you, my favourite before before you guys started getting real big, I was like, this girls are so funny. I love it.
1: I asked the ladies this question before you joined us, Ella, but um, I was going to ask you now. How excited are you about Australia and New Zealand hosting the Women's World Cup in 2023? Yeah, I mean, a World Cup on home soil is just, you
5: know, a dream come true, really. Um, Yeah, it's going to be massive for, obviously, women's football, for the country of Australia and New Zealand. Like, it's just going to be exactly what um, football in general in Australia needs, I think. So, yeah couldn't be more excited and um it's going to be a massive event and i just want hopefully time to go quickly because what was it three years away so far away but hopefully with the time going so fast these days hopefully it goes faster
1: yeah that do you think we should go to in 2023 assuming england qualify of course
0: <laughs> Ooh, goodness me. Is, there, is there a boat there yeah. we, can we go on the boat um <laughs> visit to. visit your cousin Cheryl I could visit my cousin Cheryl it's true um my cousin she- <laughs> my cousin my cousin Cheryl lives in in Australia um and On the sunshine coast and owns uh well her husband her husband owns um they both own grilled healthy burgers in like <laughs> a franchise a franchise of grilled yeah yes. <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> love love grillers. Grillers.
5: Love grillers. good love well, you got places to
0: stay now. Huh? <laughs> so, okay, that's good. I'll, there we go. Thank I'll you. let I'll let yeah. Cheryl know that it yeah. <laughs> was, was a positive reaction. Then. So, um, um, but what's interesting actually is like Cheryl, um, you know, she's from she's from England, but she now she now has a proper Aussie accent, and yeah. and I think the Australian accent and also the Bristolian accent are, are very infectious. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not from Bristol, but as soon as I started living here, I I started to go a Bristol. Mm-hmm. So I wondered, Ella, whether or not you have picked up any Bristolianisms from from being here. Although it will be, you know, in a very weird Bristol, I imagine. Yeah,
5: I think I I spin out about all the accents, and I'm always asking, "Oh, where are they from? Or where are they from?" Because obviously, the UK is quite small, but there's so many different accents. You know, in such a small kind of area, but. It's funny because I haven't really come across many actual full-blown Bristolian accents really since I've been here because I find it quite rare that there's because there's so many people from different parts of England who live here now I, I assume and in Scotland and stuff um, so but yeah when I first heard it I actually had the painter come in and do my room and I was like is he Irish like his accent's very like different um, and I realized I that, know that's actually a proper Bristolian accent so um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting and see so, yeah, I love kind of learning about all of the accents um, where everyone's from in different parts of England and the UK.
0: You need to get on a bus or go to Hartcliffe. Um, yeah, so take a bus to Hartcliffe. Take a bu- bus to Hartcliffe <laughs> and you'll you'll get proper Bristol. All right, yeah. uh, I'll remember that. But don't, <laughs> no, no but don't actually, don't, don't do, do that. It. Actually, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'll drive. I won't take
1: the bus, but I'll drive. <laughs> Based on DM's question about uh, Bristolian slang, um, Ella, have you introduced any Australian slang to your teammates? Because I know obviously Chloe and Tanya are also the club, so maybe they can maybe they've introduced some other Australian slang, but I don't know whether you've introduced any more.
5: Yeah, no, definitely. We sometimes come out with things and they're like, What? They're like also oh, for the for instance, um my housemate Abby, she got a, a cork the other night and I was like, Oh, like, how's your cork? She she's like, What? I'm like your cork? How's your cork? She's like, What's a cork? I'm like, dead length. she's like oh yeah 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 no it's that so she's like what do you call it i'm like yeah we call it a court back home um but that's just many of the things that yeah and i say cooked a lot like as in you know you're tired the girl's like what do you mean like cook you know i'm like oh it's very Aussie. like don't worry about it it's just me um uh-huh. but it's funny because tanya has a very english accent now like because obviously knowing her from years ago and speaking to her obviously recently I'm like man you've got a really like english accent coming through <laughs> so um yeah there's some good the things that we're, we're teaching the girls and they're teaching us, so it's good.
1: Because you mentioned, Tanya, just then, um, obviously the two of you played together at Perth Glory. Do you feel your relationship now is different than when it was you were teammates at Perth or do you feel it's a little more, more, more or less the same?
5: Uh, no, I think it's more professional, of course,
1: because, you know, you
5: can't really talk to your teammate, your coach, like you, you would a teammate. So I kind of try to keep it as professional as possible, but it's always comforting having someone that you already know <clears throat> in a place like this, you know, if you're going overseas for the first time or a new club. So yeah, it's always good to have a few Aussies around.
1: Obviously, uh, um, something that happened um, last season before you joined the club uh, was Optus Sport, the Australian broadcaster, had a training, were at a training session for Bristol City, filmed filmed the session and it was during a particularly bad run of the season and there was one of the quotes that Tanya said to the team was, uh, do you want to effing win on Sunday or not? Which is a quote that we love here on this podcast. Um, do you, obviously this season hasn't been as well as um as it could have been, but I don't know you don't know if you can say this or not, but has she used that line again in the training session this season? <laughs>
5: um, to be fair, not really. Like she's she yeah, she hasn't really sworn that much. So I think we're doing some things right. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the games that we've had so far, obviously we've <laughs> we've um played a lot of the top teams so it's been quite tough but even then some of the, some there's some good patches in what we've been doing and stuff like that so i think um yeah the next round of games are going to be quite interesting because obviously it's going to be for us, um against teams that you know um, we could possibly seriously pick up points from so it's going to be interesting but yeah, I say that now, and she might pop off with a swear word today. So who knows?
2: <laughs> on the on the note of um, managers swearing and whatnot, there's there's one line that we love to reference on our pod. I think it was her and uh, you were playing, and I I can't recall um, who it was against, but all you heard was "Don't panic."
5: That was Arsenal, I think. Yeah, it was. it was. It was Arsenal. I think when I when I got the ball, um, she said to calm down, but I passed it to Abby and she scored. I'm pretty sure I remember that too, because my parents said the same thing.
2: It was so funny that like, you could hear the panic in the voice, but don't panic.
5: Okay. Yeah, no, then there's, there's any one with Joe Montemuro from Arsenal. I think we're watching the highlights when they played Chelsea. Um, and when I think it was like the second or third goal that went in against Arsenal, you heard the F word, but it was very Aussie. I'm like, that's definitely Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him that. I'm like, I heard that. It was funny.
3: <laughs> I love hearing swearing on, on the pitch. I think it gives me so much joy.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get told I get told off a lot for it. So <laughs> it's just part of our culture in Australia, I think, and being a vlog as well. Yeah. Um, sorry European sorry
0: so you're you're going off to training now and I'm just wondering about the the different kinds of training styles and if you've had any if that's been any different to your experience in going back to the football um from the swearing um might be swearing in the training um your experience of training here and and what, what that has been like
5: yeah I think it's quite similar in some aspects but um I think the different tactics, uh, that's what's been quite different. So obviously we're doing different trainings to how we set up on the weekend usually. Um, and basically in Australia, we, everyone plays kind of the same systems of like a four-three-three 3 3 or some one or two play a three, five, two, and everyone kind of sticks the same and you know what they're doing and all that jazz where over here in this league, you know, one minute we're playing one system and the next minute we're playing another system depending on who we're playing. So that's kind of the only difference I really find is um, – the tactical side of it so obviously that goes into training but you know the, the the drills and stuff are quite similar so yeah and the intensity is quite good.
0: In terms of this um, going back to the pandemic as well and the, the bubble situation like how is that how is that managed within the club do you have to like you know do you do you get to see anybody or are you just totally in the bubble like for safety reasons and and that kind of thing what's how's that working out?
5: yeah basically yeah everyone's sticking to their bubbles um you know we more especially now because we're in lockdown i basically come home from training go to the shops that's it you know don't really do anything else because there's not much else to do um and yeah we try to stick to our bubble uh we share some facilities uh, with some other teams and a uh, college so we make sure not to cross paths or anything like that all the timings are always you know quite correct so yeah we basically don't need to come into contact we see from a father the the academy boys training. From
1: that's about it. That's, that's it. Obviously, DM was mentioning there about like the pandemic and the bulbs and so on. Um, how how was it uh, in the period when you you and your uh, teammates and housemates had to self isolate uh, and thus miss, missing the game against Manchester City, which somehow still went ahead, even though the club had requested for the game to be postponed. And I spoke to many other football fans, even Manchester City fans, who feel that uh, the game should have not gone ahead at that time
5: oh yeah it was just bizarre I remember waking up to the message from Charlie and I was like so do we still get ready they're like no we're not going anywhere I was like oh far out like I was really ready to play so yeah it was was a weird time and obviously you know we found out that at like 7 a.m so the game wasn't till three so I think that's plenty of time to you know get things in action to try and postpone it but obviously um yeah, they made a decision and then obviously the the week after, you know, Tanya got um, diagnosed with COVID. So it just goes to show you that, you know, Manchester City were quite lucky that no one else kind of got infected. So it, it, it's, a, it's a weird one because so many different things could happen and, you know, I think there's quite some, a lot of loopholes. But yeah, that was a weird period because we obviously couldn't leave the house all of a sudden. So,
1: yeah. And speaking of the house, like I've seen on your social media that uh, the, the new puppy in your house, uh, Millie. So whose idea was it to get the uh, the puppy and who's looking after her? Uh,
5: sadly, that's not ours. Um, that's um, Laura Rafferty's. So she... Oh, I see. Yeah. After... yeah, so um, her cousin just had, they just had a newborn and they have a one-year-old. So, you know, they asked Laura if she could take care of it for a little while. Um, and we all said yes, because I don't actually live with, with Laura, but um, me and Chloe would go over all the time just to play with the dog and have dinners and stuff, which is nice because we're in the same bubble. So... Um, yeah, she's given her back for now. So we're a bit sad, but hopefully she can get her back again because yeah, I miss my dog. So it's nice to have um, a dog around.
1: <laughs> is that who the picture is behind you? Is that you, your dog?
5: No, it's your a, Chloe actually made that for me. That's um, about my dog, which is um, a, a snappy as well. So yeah, oh. um, Chloe actually designed my room as well. She's an interior designer. So oh, Ozzy's oh, secret. Oh, oh. oh, she? <laughs> like her and um, yeah. uh,
0: Megan Sargent, Meg- she's going business. Yeah,
5: I live with Meg as well. So um, it's interesting. A few girls, quite a few girls are doing the interior design course. So that's pretty cool. Mm.
0: That's um, interesting because one of the questions I wanted to ask was about this, uh, I guess, the need for women footballers to have a a dual career or or something running alongside their footballing career. Um, Is that something that you've had to do or you've been thinking about? Yeah, uh,
5: what's your life plan, Ella? <laughs> I don't really have one, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm
0: joking, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but obviously, I'd like,
5: I would like to stay in football. Wait, we'll give you a job, we'll give you a job, Ella. We're okay, but <laughs> yeah, the Ladies League, I'll go into that <laughs> as long as it's in football somewhere, somehow. I don't really mind, so that's that's my plan. Is
0: punditry something you'd like to go into, like move into the punditry realm?
5: Oh, yeah, um, I love talking about football, but, um, you know, so a job talking about watching football 24-7, sign me up. So let's let's hope so, maybe in the future.
0: Uh, Ladies League, Did you have any, any questions? You guys have been wanted? quiet,
3: man. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi, Ella. Uh, long-time viewer, first time uh, calling in. Um, I just really want to know, what's your favourite colour? Uh
5: Blue. Why? Oh,
3: oh, I knew sky it. Sky blue? Sky no, blue?
5: No, sorry, not sky blue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, I like the blue.
2: Yeah, we, we ask the hard-hitting questions yeah, here yeah. at the Ladies' <laughs> League. It's,
5: oh. it's always underlying. There's an underlying. Um, what's the word? To try and. Catch. Yeah. yeah, I always know. There, there was more to that question, Isn't but me?
2: we're
3: not going to tell you. Yeah. yeah okay, next it. question. Uh, who's your favourite TLL member, and why is it Michelle Morris TV? <laughs>
5: You're all equally my favourite, so I'm not, <laughs> getting, oh, okay. I'm not getting involved <laughs> in that stuff. I'm not that person, sorry.
2: Every time, she always gives – I was about to use a swear word there. She's just terrible to you, isn't she? Yes, Every time. yes,
5: it is.
2: Yes, She'll It's all, to everyone. It's all
5: out of love, you yeah. know?
3: I don't think it is, though. <laughs> it's all for the band, so I give good content. Yeah,
5: yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh actually i have a very important question to ask yeah um a few months ago i think it might be a few months ago when was it that we went to the upper house upper bar uh yeah it was about a month
5: ago
3: because sent you a photo yeah and, and, and i was in that photo did i
5: screenshot it oh, i can't remember
3: that's what i was gonna ask did you screenshot this oh, photo? i'll have
5: to look for it but i might have so I, I have something under my sleeve okay.
0: Oh.
3: Oh. oh, because um, that that's incriminating photo. Yeah, <laughs> that's I know. I know. <laughs> that's why she's screenshots it. It's for these
2: shit questions that you ask her. She's she's. <laughs> this is why she needs it.
5: Exactly. So I'll be careful what uh, you ask me next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Michelle's <laughs> done for today. No, I think done we can now cut her around now. <laughs> I was just wondering if you're going to stay in Bristol after this year. I know it's probably hard to to, to tell. Um, is it a whistle stop tour? You're going to shoot back off to Australia?
5: Oh, I'd, you know, you can. It depends what happens, I suppose. But I'll be happy to stay here and, you know, stay in this league. And Bristol's a great city. So, yeah, just going to see what happens, I think.
0: Yeah, we'd like it if you stayed. And we hope you stay. Uh-huh. I think, <laughs> I think it, it would be very good. Thank
5: you. Good. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, there was a really kind of
4: uh, like kind of a sweet spot spot when Amy Palmer was fit and the two of you played together in midfield. And that seemed like a really, really good thing to build on. So it was kind of gutting that I think maybe the next match she got injured and you were isolating and we couldn't really see the progression of that Mm. partnership. So hopefully, I don't know if she's kind of back fit fairly soon and you can be both playing together because that seemed like a really, um, were you playing together in the Arsenal game? Is that uh, yeah, she was,
5: she was back in the defense, yeah. yeah okay, but um, yeah. no, Palmer Palmer's a great player, and I think yeah, um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Like I think we could work quite well, but I think she's maybe a couple of weeks off. She's still, she's still in the rehab process, but hopefully she'll be back soon.
0: It's good that that injury wasn't as severe as it initially looked because it looked horrific, but thankfully it was not as bad.
5: Yeah, no, thankfully, yeah, I think we're all a bit worried at, at one stage, but yeah, no, nah, she's a trooper,
1: so she's all right. How is, like, the current mood in, like, the training camp at the moment? Because I assume Tanya has recovered and is back with the, the team now. Obviously, I assume Guy Probert's gone back to the men's academy team.
5: Yeah, well, today is our – I mean, we've just had – obviously, it's international break, so we all had home programs, but we all went in to, to do that all um, together anyway. So I think there's a really good mood going on in the camp, and um, – yeah, Tanya's I think her birthday back in is actually today. So um yeah, we're looking forward to the whole crew being back together. Um because I feel like it's been a while since <laughs> we've all been back with all the coaching
1: staff and stuff. So yeah, we're all looking forward to it to so get going for next week's bunch
0: of games. We've got Reading and Aston Villa and then
1: West Braves West Ham and Man United. Ooh,
0: yeah. West so Ham. yeah, yes. you know, tough well, certainly in terms of three, three big matches in, in succession. So hope you're all feeling fit, and, you know, ready to ready to tackle that because that's, yeah, sounds tiring and cold as well.
5: It's starting to get very cold here. So I think I saw the other day all the cars on the street had all ice and I'm like, well, okay, well, it's it's starting now. So it's a bit scary. Us Australians didn't know what to do. <laughs> the ice
0: Is that and the things? first time you've ever seen frost?
5: Like proper hard and wintering, yeah, like a layer of ice, yeah.
0: <laughs> that must be weird.
5: <laughs> it is weird. Um, me, me and our, our physio, she, he's Australian as well, he, he just, like, he asked the girls, like, oh, do you just put hot water on the kettle? The girl's like, no, do not do Because <laughs> we've never done it before, obviously, because he's from Sydney and I'm from Perth, and the weather's, you know, right now in Perth, it's, like, 35 degrees. So it's a lot, <laughs> a lot different.
0: Always talking about the weather. Yeah. That's the yeah, it's <laughs> so,
5: what we do in Britain. So
4: together, isn't it? We've got weather, we've got football, but that's
5: it. To be fair, though, I'd rather play in the freezing cold than in the heat. So it's good.
0: Yeah, well, you're in no. the right place then, aren't you? So that's yes, yeah. that's, that's good. Yes, do you to wear long sleeves,
5: kids? Yeah, we have to wear um the Under Armour stuff, so not actual long sleeve shirts, but we everyone wears Under like under their shirts. Do
3: you have to wear it, or can you choose not
5: to? Like, you can choose not to. Yeah. But it's cold, so that was a really interesting
2: question. We we've got absolutely no idea. Well, the rules what I, mean. this.
5: I wore it for the first time when we played Crystal Palace a couple of weeks ago, the night game. Because I'm like, wow, this is so cold. I need to wear something. So it was weird because, like I said, we've never done that before in Australia. And the same with studs as well. It's the first time I've properly worn studs because we don't need to in Australia. Yeah. Right. Oh, like the metal one? Yeah, metal studs because the grounds here are very weird. Very- yeah, yeah. People don't realize how different it is for us, so it's cool
0: yeah lots of adjustments um I've always got a question because I'm always interested about what people eat um the football like your football breakfast before you go training like what what have you had for breakfast this morning
5: I'm probably gonna think this is really weird but I don't eat breakfast usually
0: but if I was but if I was like on a game day
5: I'd usually do um maybe like baked beans and toast or um hard boiled eggs as well I like to boil eggs um, and some Vegemite
1: on toast. Yeah, do you have any Australian food like Tam Tam? Is that what they're called?
5: Awesome? Vegemite. I've got my Vegemite and I've got some Tim Tams actually. Oh, do Tim I... Tams. Uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> are they the
2: double coated ones? Yeah. yeah. Double coated are the best. And do you guys eat
5: Zappos? Oh, that- Zappos. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm just, glad
2: your family.
5: Found- yeah. i have got mum's sending me some more stuff soon. So, um, and I've got chicken salt because over right. here. UK don't have chicken salt and it's very weird. Chicken really? salt? No, they don't salt? Chicken chicken salt.
0: salt. Yeah, they don't they don't
5: they don't salt their chips very no offense. They don't salt their chips I as much as we do here. Are
2: you
0: okay? I thought no. that'd be something that English really would was... love. No. <laughs> I mean it
1: sounds <laughs> great, but I'm surprised we never heard of it.
0: It's salt with chicken in it.
5: Yeah, like yeah, it's just like a stocking kind of Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it just makes the chips
0: taste very, very good.
2: Okay. Very so good. Mm. Like MSG basically.
3: When you come to Australia, like, you, you, you'll you know. Yeah, right. for the World we'll, Cup, make we'll sure you We'll find our, our there, chips and we'll yeah.
0: float over and
4: yeah, probably start getting ready now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: As head of the Ella Mashantary the... fan
4: club, you have to have, ask a question. What, what more do I ask I think you've asked all the pressing ones?
2: <laughs> we'll ask a not pressing one. <laughs> Ella, do you have questions? Let's, yeah, let's, Ella, let's do you have questions for the us? Table.
5: <laughs> Nah, you're good. you're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Actually, no, I have one. Have you guys, are you guys getting lit tonight?
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: Bro, you know
3: it. I knew it. It is.
5: It not. is crazy. It's, we
2: were just doing a photo shoot for our new kids. It is 40 degrees and it's down to like 30 something at the moment. It is insane. You, you're so lucky right now. <laughs> honestly. I
5: have a feeling. We've it.
2: had better. The only reason we had Bev's is because it's so damn hot. It's like you got to just keep drinking.
5: Yeah, I could imagine it. Actually, no, I actually can't imagine being in <laughs> the heat right now. But um, I'm excited to see your merch, though. That'll be good. Yeah,
2: you'll Do love it. <laughs> Do, you- Do you want one? one? Yeah. We'll
5: send Michelle over with some. you are got to send <laughs> so, these guys some as well.
0: You've got to send us all some. Yeah, no, i totally All the guys here. Yeah.
2: We'll send you free bits, but you have to live in a haunted house with Michelle for a week. No. Then you get your free bits. I think <laughs> it's
5: because it's haunted, or is it because it's Michelle? Both. No, I'm just joking. No, it's the haunted one for me. <laughs> nah, no, I don't do
3: haunted.
5: It won't be <laughs> no, no haunted things.
3: Ella, who would you rather go up against? One thousand small Chrissies or one giant Chrissy?
5: <laughs> Probably one giant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah those little ones that's what you're gonna watch out for yeah. all right next question oh, sure. do you rather go up against one michelle morris tv or 1000 michelle morris tv one <laughs> it's all right you can say 1000 uh, i know you let like it
2: go to training michelle's cut off now we're, we're done
0: <laughs> questions are over from fll <laughs> oh. you, you, do you have
1: any final no final, um you're gonna say, no, no, nothing um, uh, nothing that hasn't been asked already. Um, yeah, I just want to say, Ella, thank you for joining us today on this uh, episode. Uh, good luck with training and, um, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for good having luck. me. luck. We're, we're behind you all the way. Know that. Oh, wow. Whatever happens, we're behind you and supporting you.
2: Cool. Thanks,
0: guys. I appreciate that. I'll I'll
1: pass that on to everyone. Cool. Yeah, please.
0: Cool. Bye, Maestro. <laughs> thank
1: you, <laughs> guys. Nice, thanks. Bye, Ella.
2: Yeah. Love bye, hey guys,
1: bye. Bye. bye, and there we go. That's uh thank you to Ella Master Antonio for joining us.
0: And I just wonder, should we give the Ella Master Antonio song a, oh. a bit of a blast because it's your it's your <laughs> composition? It's, uh, it's really nice. Yeah, I um, reckon we should. We didn't. We we tried to do it when she appeared, but I felt a bit embarrassed. So Why did you feel embarrassed? Um, but do you want to do it? I have to that just... I'm
3: so glad that this chair that I had made on the spot with her like, on the podcast has made it this far. This is like my greatest achievement <laughs> in life. Like I can literally die happy now. This is all I needed.
4: Me well, too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a real goal today. Wasn't yeah, absolutely. The bucket, in the
0: net. In the net. You want to do it after three and we can say goodbye after that? that all, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if I get yeah, I mean,
2: like How I about you just Michelle, start and we'll right. join in? Because
4: <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <master>. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: we'll be doing that all cool. day now.
1: Thank you for so, that, the Daisy league. Uh, um, for that wonderful rendition. Uh, but yeah, before we go, um, what's the link to access the ladies' league? Like, what's the what's the social media links and what's your personal uh social media links on Instagram, and Twitter, and so on.
2: You can get everything from our website, which is theladiesleague.com. Uh, it's the easiest way to find us, and it's got all our socials on there. So within, depending on when you're listening to this, um, but hopefully the time people are listening to this, uh, our new kits are released. We're working with Kappa at the moment. That's what we've been working hard on. So got some new kits coming out. Um, it's a way to support us. As we sell kits, and they're cute. Um, but, yeah, we've got podcasts. We do articles. We do videos. We do... Every little thing, so via the website is always the best way, and a lot of um talking shit on Twitter.
1: <laughs> well, it was great to meet uh fellow uh women's football fans, especially from uh the other side of the world. You've been listening to the episode 10 of the Bristol City Vixencast. Uh, don't forget to like, uh, rate, and review us, and subscribe if you haven't done so. You can find us on Twitter at bcvixencast. Uh, I've been Shahan Mia,
0: DM with us, Nat Brown
1: ladies League in Australia.
0: What me?
5: Yeah.
1: Follow me on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like- whatever. <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, for for the game against wedding And have a great day, everyone. And yeah, keep supporting women's football. <laughs>